Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know I promised that I was going to have this podcast up before Wednesday this week. Well, you know what? That didn't happen. What do you want from me, people? I know I said that last week as well, but hey, it was a crazy week. And right now I'm trying to smoke out of my wake and bake mug. Hold on. Sharp Tongue Podcast. <laughs> that was me blowing out my my ganja smoke. I uh, I'm here, Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. I have had a crazy week off. I actually was like a normal person this week. Um, let's just talk about first of all my road gigs. Okay, this weekend, the 15th through the 19th, I'm at the Pittsburgh Improv. This Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then next weekend, I'm at the DC Improv Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So, Pittsburgh Improv this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. DC Improv next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come see your girl. Come see your girl live. Come see her live. Um, so, I was gearing up to do my Jimmy Fallon audition with my friend Justin Martindale. We were working on our sets last night and we were supposed to have our showcase tonight at the comedy store. But I don't know if anybody heard there. Somebody was shot out front of the comedy store last night. I literally was on my way to go meet Justin after I I was at the laugh factory. I was going to go meet him at the comedy store last night at around midnight. And I just was like, I got to get home to the dogs and I have a long day the next day. So I went home and then the next thing I know, I wake up and Justin, my manager, not, not my other friend, Justin, who's a comedian I was working with, but Justin, my manager sent me a text message with the story. Um, I'm going to read it to you guys. The comedy store. If you don't know the comedy store, it's a legendary comedy club in LA been around forever. Um, Mitzi Shore ran it forever. It's her club, Polly Shore's mom, legendary place. Anybody who's anybody performs there. It's just like the comedy clubhouse in LA. So it's a hangout, you know, people hang out there. It's it's a cool little, you know, uh, place for people to chill. So I'm going to read you the LA times story as to what happened last night. Cause I don't even know. So I'm learning this the first time as well. I, I have some details, but not from the actual, magazine a man was fatally shot early wednesday while standing on a patio outside the comedy store in west hollywood as more than 150 patrons attended shows inside the end the, ve- the venue so there's a shitload of people inside the victim was standing with a group of people outside the comedy venue at about 12:49 a.m when a man wearing a hoodie walked up and opened fire damn 
The victim, a man in his 20s, was struck at least once in the upper torso, taken to the hospital where he was declared dead. He's not been identified. So the guy who's been shot has not been identified. The gunman ran away before the, the deputies arrived at the club. And witnesses said that at least sh- six shots were fired. So the store, comedy store, is sh- closed tonight. The whole point of this story is I'm so pissed off I can't audition for Jimmy Fallon tonight. Because <laughs> some motherfucker had to get shot. Six shots. Oh, my God. So, wait. Let me continue reading. Justin was mentioned in this story. My friend Justin Martindale. The comedy store was hosting a roast battle on Tuesday night with performances by Bobby Lee, Ron White, Eric Griffin, and Brett Ernst. They were performing up until the shooting. Comedian Justin Martindale, my friend, was judging one of the two shows held that night when he heard what sounded like firecrackers. We kept the show going just because we weren't sure what was going on. Then everyone started spilling into the upstairs room. The security guard told patrons there had been a shooting downstairs. Everyone's a bit shaken up about it. It's crazy out of all the places. It is kind of crazy out of all the places somebody gets shot in front of a comedy club. It's just, it's just not funny. Like, that's just not... What happened? That guy must have d- did something. Six, six bullets. This dude, point blank, tried to shoot this other dude. And I love that they're like a guy in a hoodie. That's just like... I mean, did he really have a hoodie on, or are they just saying that for dramatic flair? He probably did have a hoodie on, because it is a good disguise. Uh, I wear hoodies in the airport, so I hope that doesn't become an illegal clothing item, because I look really cute in a hoodie. Um, But that's crazy. The dude must have done some fucked up shit. You don't just... You don't just shoot somebody for no reason. I mean, anybody who says that we don't need to have gun control reassessed is just out of your fucking mind we need more guns get more guns guns protect guns no this is we're, we're, we're fucked we can't even get gun control now it, w- it would take it would take some real strategizing and manpower to get serious gun control to get just to get it to a point where it needs to be would take a really long time and then to just keep it and maintain it it would be nearly impossible we fucked up from the beginning so I mean, I'm, you know, everyone's like, I got my right to bear arms. Fucking calm down. I'm not talking about dudes who hunt and go shoot deer and, and do those sort of things. But there's problems. There are holes in the system when it comes to gun control. And obviously, we are, we are seeing the effects of those holes. All of these shootings at schools and, you know, just people rolling up in places, b- busting caps and asses in movie theaters and post office and, 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 uh, kindergarten schools it's obviously a problem and if you don't want to admit that then you're out of your fucking mind i want to stand on my front lawn and have my gun i have a right to protect my house i don't know why they all have to sound like fucking hillbillies but it's just kind of a hillbilly mentality to to justify not needing gun control because it's your right to own a gun well sometimes rights need to be reassessed and they have to make adjustments to the laws that exist to protect people when especially things start to change I, you know, just anybody can can just go up anywhere and just and shoot the shit out of people. And, and then it goes back to like, OK, well, we have to have mental health. Mental health needs to be taken more seriously in this country, which it does. People are now really realizing that mental health is a source for a lot of these issues. And that, oh, well, it's hard to, dis- to decipher who's got what with their brains. It's hard to look at somebody and tell if they're mentally ill. Yeah, is it the guy with the twitchy eye and the, and the dark circles? He's got a fucking problem. Keep him away from me. Somebody put a straitjacket on that fucking asshole. Everyone's got excuses for why solutions won't work. Why don't we just try? Why don't we just fucking try something? There's so much talking in this country. Everyone just blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this, and we need to do that, and we should do this. Somebody fucking do something. Somebody do something. If Kim Kardashian can suck a dick and make millions, we can't get gun control. We can't get better mental health programs for people. Fuck, we can't get starving children off the fucking streets. You mean to tell me a whole family of fucking talentless Armenian Americans can go out there and make millions of dollars off of our stupid ass Americans that are supporting that shit and we can't figure out how to solve our real problems? We fucked up. Guys, we fucked up. 
Kardashians are just chilling and and we're 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 so distracted by that that nobody wants to focus on real shit. Ladies, I hope you're ready for the government to own your bodies. I hope you're ready for that shit. I hope you're ready for a room full of rich, fat white guys to make decisions about what you do with your cervix cuz we're we're not too far fucking away from that. We're going backwards. I was walking Carlin the other day. I was walking Carlin and I always pass by one of my neighbors. She lives like four blocks away, but she always puts a little pot of water out for Carlin just for him. Special little bowl. He won't drink any out of any of the other bowls in the neighborhood because that's his bowl. Every day she does it for him when, when she knows I'm in town. And so this one day I was walking by, saw her in the morning, said hello. Carlin got a little sip of water. We chatted about what we were going to do. It was on Sunday, this past Sunday. She was going to visit a couple of her friends at a house, have a party. Me, I was going to go meet um, Laura. We were going to go to the beach and then get some cocktails. And then we, her and I went about our days. I walked. And then, then I, the, the end of the night, I was walking Carlin again, his evening walk, and I happened to pass by her house. He saw his little bowl of water. He went over there. She happened to be outside as well. You know, it was kind of funny because we started our day with each other and then we're ending our day with each other. And we were just talking. I don't even know how we got on the subject. But each time I see her, I don't really know this woman. I just know her from leaving water out with Carlin. And we just kind of chat and have small talk. And normally I don't like to have small talk. But some reason with this woman, I, I like her. She seems cool and she's this beautiful older woman and she's just got a great energy about her. And um, we were just chatting and I don't know how we got onto the subject. You know, we were talking, uh, it, it was global warming. That's what we were talking about. Because it's been, it's been just ab- abnormally hot in LA and, and everywhere, really. We, we know that. But in LA, you know, it's October and it's in the hundreds and it's just crazy here. And we were talking about that when I came back at the, when it was the night when I was walking Carlin and I had seen her at nighttime, we were talking about global warming. And she was like, I feel bad for your generation. You're going to have to reap the, the, not reap the benefits. (laughs) Yeah. Reap the benefits of, of what everybody did in this generation. She was saying that our generation is going to suffer the consequences of what everyone has been doing up until this point. And she's right. You know, she probably won't live to see the real effects that we've put on the earth with all of our, you know, the way we live and, you know, the industrial revolution really started to fuck it all up. And and now, like, we just consume and, and we're not considering the earth and we're just polluting the fuck out of it and we're mass producing things and, you know, the... The meat industry just sucks all the resources out of, out of the world and, and pollutes the world. It's just amazing. And, and so we were talking about global warning, warming, and then we started to talk. And then she was like, well, you know, my generation burned bras so that you girls could have freedoms. And now you are at the risk of the government completely having control over your bodies unless somebody uprises. And she's right, man. We got to uprise. This is like a real political podcast. <laughs> I smoked some weed and I am on a tear right now, man. I didn't even plan. Like, I was like, let's just have a fun podcast. I had some fun shit to talk about, which I'll get into about what I did last weekend. But, you know, like, I got to keep it real. I got to I got to talk about what's on my brain because I go crazy. And, and she's right. Like, n- we have to protest. We have to defend ourselves as women and as people we can't just accept what's being told to us we can't just accept that and we can't just sit on our fucking couches and our fat asses and watch shitty reality tv and just exist you can't just exist you have to live you have to fight to survive like you have to you should do something with your life that causes change whether it's in one human being or a hundred or a hundred million you, you should live a life of purpose. Every day you're on this earth, you should do something that challenges you. You should do something that, that causes you pain because pain is growth. And, and I, I really believe this woman, you know, she was like, we burned our bras for your generation to be able to do things. And, and, it, and, she, and she said to me, she's like, you know what? I remember at the time when that happened, when the, when the, bra, when the women burned their bras. And if anybody, we, we gotta, let me Google this shit right now. I want to see what year... She was saying that she remembered that happening and remembered thinking at the time that she was worried. It was in the 1960s, obviously, with the women's, women, women's right movement. And um, it was, uh, women actually burned their bras, but it really was meant to show 
protest. I think it was. Let me see. There was a Miss America protest. Let's see. Women came up from all over. Let's see. Let, let, let's read this right here. During the 1960s, women started protesting for equal rights. Before the 60s, they were no, women were known as housewives and mothers and nothing more. And this aggravated women, making them feel the need to reform this stereotype. And in, 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 in order to reform things, in order to make change, you have to do really crazy out of the box things you have to you have to do things that may seem uncomfortable and that's what she was saying she's like you know I remember feeling uncomfortable and feeling like oh they're really gonna hate us after this is done after we're we're done making a fuss men are gonna hate us more and and you have to sometimes do things with that high of a risk in order to get an outcome and and look where we are right now what are we doing with that what are we doing women were burning bras in the 60s they were protesting miss miss america was being protested one of the ways to protest was a miss america protest it happened in 1968 in atlantic city in new jersey women came from all over a woman drove all the way up from florida at the event 150 feminists from six cities joined together to show how women were hurt by beauty competitions they argued that the contest declared that the most important thing about a woman is how she looks by parading women around like cattle to show how they look all women were made to believe they're inferior because they couldn't measure up to miss america beauty standards fuck yeah fuck that Fuck the Miss America contest. Fuck the Miss USA. Fuck the Miss Universe contest. And I know I've had a couple girls on that are ex-pageant girls, and that this is nothing against them. That's the life that they chose, and, and they're working girls, and I respect them, and I respect what they do with their lives. But as far as the, the, the corporation behind these contests go, fuck them. Fuck them. Because it is all about how a woman looks. Sure, they throw in, oh, look, she can twirl baton. She can speak Portuguese fluently while... Uh, riding a baby calf that also speaks you know mandarin like i who, they, they have these women you know do these like cute little things on stage while they're in their bikinis come on give me a break man it's bullshit it's bullshit and we're, and we're just letting it happen and it poisons our little girls brains man you got to protect your little baby girls you got to protect them. And in this generation, I feel for anybody who has a daughter growing up in this generation. I just can't, I can't imagine it. Like when I was younger, and, and, and technology is the problem. There's too much accessibility to everything. When I was younger growing up, we had computers. We didn't have cell phones. But there was, so because technology wasn't so infiltrated into our daily lives, there was a separation. There was almost like a, a river between people and technology. You had to go seek out the technology. You had to go sit at your home computer. You had to go sit on your couch and watch your TV. You had to go to the place that provided the technology. So it was kind of blissful in hindsight because there was a barrier between you and the thing that you slowly were starting to become uh, a prisoner of, really. And now in this generation, I feel for anybody who has daughters or just kids in general because technology is everywhere everywhere it's in your hand it's at, it's at the grocery store the checkout line it's on your credit card it, it's 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 everywhere it's it's in your sunglasses it's in, in in your footwear technology is everywhere you can't escape it so that barrier that sort of protective river that we had between us and technology is now gone and the technology is literally all around us and that affects people and it affects like I'm saying about people having daughters and how I feel for them you can't protect them as easily as you could back in the day now this is just my speculation I don't have a kid I only was a kid I still feel like a kid I'm just observing and reporting on what I think one of the issues is and I would imagine now if you had a kid like if some dude popped out a kid right now say he's got like a 16 year old daughter and he also has a 30 year old daughter because that's how great it is to be a man you can have fucking kids that span ages over decades because women will always fuck older guys anyways if you're a dude who has like a younger daughter and an older daughter you've got it i'm really interested to hear your opinion on this am i right are you more worried about the younger daughter that's growing up now in this generation because the older daughter has perspective on what it's like to exist without technology being glued to her hand and is it easier to protect that because in this generation since the technology is everywhere you can't control it you can't put a parental 
lock on life. And so I guess I just feel like back in the day, it must have been a little bit easier because you could separate what your kids were exposed to. They had to experience life. They were more exposed to life things, and now they're exposed to just anything, anything they want to see, they can, they can have access to. So I'm, I'm interested. I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'm going to write this down. I'm not on crack, you guys, I swear. I, it sounds like I'm on cocaine, but this weed is just really good. Um, I think I want to interview a dad who's got kids... One that's 15 and one that's like 30. I'm writing it down. Um, I'll probably look at this tomorrow and be like, a dad, 15-year-old, 30-year-old. What am I in the market for a new fucking boyfriend? Um, If there's one out there and you're in the L.A. area or New York area, hit me up. SharpTonguePodcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to interview you. I really would. Um, So that's my rant. (laughs) I always get into some shit, man. It's just the weed. Sometimes it's just the weed that you smoke. It just it puts you on a on a certain level. It just it gets it, it gets right into your skin. Um, uh, but this weed that I have, it, it's like the kale weed I told you about. And I take a couple puffs right before I go to bed. Sometimes I have anxiety at night. Uh, I'm terrified of of the nighttime. I've had some crazy experiences. I don't know if they're ghosts. I don't know what they are, but I've had some experiences that have made me terrified. So I just sometimes need some weed to go to sleep. And this weed, yo, my dream was like a full movie, like a full, like a feature film, a feature length film. It was unbelievable. Like I was in my dream, like, yo, this is like a really good dream. so i'm gonna tell you about my dream so in so this is my dream i'm I'm telling you my dream right now so in boston there's this thing called red sunday and what red sunday means is that on sun if it's red sunday you can't shop before 8 a.m you better not get into a store before fucking 8 a.m i really think i went to sleep thinking i was gonna write a script and then my brain was like well here you go so Red Sunday, you better not shop before 8 a.m. Well, who the fuck is shopping before 8 a.m.? What can you even buy before? If you're shopping before 8 a.m., you're either like a, a nanny, like a, a Cuban or Guatemalan nanny, or you're a drunk bitch that's still up from the night before getting a mac and cheese in the, in the morning because you're just trying to get home. I'm just trying to get home. I need some macaroni and cheese. So, so back to the movie, no shopping before 8am. So cut to me. I'm in Syracuse. I'm shopping at uh, carousel mall now known as destiny USA. I'll call it carousel for life. Cause I, that's how I grew up. It was carousel mall. So in my dream, I'm shopping at carousel mall. And then all of a sudden I'm driving in my car with Marcella Arguello, who's one of my friends. And I realized that also a fact in this dream I had shopped in Boston and I had shopped before 8 a.m. and it was in the airport I was in the airport and it was on blood Sunday and I purchased something I fucking bought something on blood Sunday before 8 a.m. so cut back to me in the car and I'm realizing this in the car and I was like oh shit I did purchase something on blood Sunday what's gonna happen and then all of a sudden in my car, I was in a place I didn't recognize. One minute I was in Syracuse, the next minute I'm driving around. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I don't even know where these streets are. Where the fuck am I? And I didn't recognize where I was, and I pulled over and I asked somebody where I was. And they named a neighborhood that was unfamiliar to me. And what had happened was I had traveled to Boston. Now, it happened in 10 minutes. Boston is five hours from Syracuse, New York. So what happened was Blood Sunday, because I shopped on Blood Sunday, sent a signal out to some sort of cyber fucking sci-fi Boston police department, and they put me through like a time travel wormhole and got me from Boston to Syracuse. Normally takes five hours by car. Got me there in 10 fucking minutes. Great traffic. Great traffic plan, by the way. Waze. Step up your game, Waze takes me eight hours to get from Syracuse to Boston. This little doohickey got me there in 10 minutes. So what happened was the Boston police were after me because I shopped on Red Sunday. And then they sent, so, so to catch me, they, there was this teddy bear they sent in the sky. Now this is when you're like, okay, bitch, you're high. You're up to this point. You're like, yo, 
there, there's something to this. It's a little, you know, there's some details you got to work out. But the moment you just said teddy bear in the sky, now, now I'm starting to think the weed is really fucking with you. <laughs> so the way the, the Boston police deal with it, there's a giant teddy bear that just flies through the sky. You know, he's up there, the BP TB, the Boston police teddy bear. He's up there chilling in the sky looking for me, and he's got these crazy eyes. And and what he's doing, he's trying to kill me. This motherfucker's trying to kill me because I shopped on Blood Sunday before 8 a.m. So he's dropping off pieces of his stuffing, and he's fucking chucking it at my face. This teddy bear is pulling out pieces of his, of his fucking stuffing, and he's, like, gamming them up with water, and he's making, like, snowballs out of them, chucking them in my fucking face. I'm dodging. I'm like, yo, what the hell's going to happen? And I'm just kind of standing on the side of the street, and there's these people there, and I realize I might die. And I was like, yo, if I don't die, I'm going to be in Boston on Valentine's Day weekend. I'm going to be at Laugh Boston performing on Valentine's Day weekend. Yo, so funny. In my dream, I'm even promoting my show. I'm being like murdered by the Boston Police Department's teddy bear. And and I'm just yelling out to everybody on the side of the street, yo, come to my show. I'm going to be in Boston at Laugh Boston Valentine's Day weekend, which I really am going to be there. So how about a fun segue? If you live in Boston, spend your Valentine's Day weekend with me. Valentine's Day weekend at Laugh Boston is so fucking funny. I can't believe that shit, man. Fucking what? What? That's a. I mean, it could be a good movie. I'm just saying, it could be a good movie. Blood Sunday. What was that? Sunday, bloody Sunday. That was a YouTube YouTube song, right? YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Oh my God, I can't. I, I you guys know I have problems speaking. Um, yeah. So I I had last weekend off. I've been off for a week and it's just been so delightful. I b- was able to chill with Carlin, who I usually throw up on Snapchat. Fozzie has been pretty sick again. His heart disease has uh, advanced, which means his heart is getting larger, which if I just want to speak in layman's terms, is costing me a fucking fortune. Um, so please come out to my shows so I can keep my dog alive longer. Um, he costed me in the past month, He's costed me about two grand uh, in medication and testing. (laughs) And I love him to death, but he's just, you know, we're going to have to make a decision probably in this upcoming year. So please come out to see me. Support Fozzie not dying. Um, So I was, but it was still nice to have some time off. Uh, Laura has decided to be out in LA for a little bit for work. Laura Murphy, who you guys know I speak of frequently. She's the director of Girl Code. Also one of my really good friends. Also on the Sharp Tongue podcast under the farts episode, which I highly suggest. Um, her and I went out to get some sushi at one of my favorite sushi places in Venice called Wabi Sabi on Abbott Kinney. If you are around and in town, please go to Wabi Sabi, get their shrimp gyoza with f- the fucking ginger sauce and it'll change your goddamn life. It'll change your fucking life. Um, so we went there and had a delicious meal and then leaving... Do you know who's standing at the restaurant next to us, which I can't think of the name of, was Tony Goldwyn, a.k.a. President Fitz from Scandal, a.k.a. the dude who shot Sam in Ghostbusters. What was his character's name in Ghostbusters? Let's look this up real quick. Uh, not Ghostbusters, um, Ghost. I said Ghostbusters. Um, he played the bad guy in Ghost who shoots Patrick Swayze. He might have shot Patrick Swayze in real life. We don't know. Oh, no, that was cancer. Cancer shot Patrick Swayze. I just put in ghost Patrick in the Google search, and it did ghost Patrick Swayze pottery. (laughs) Okay, let's see what his character's name was in, in ghost. Oh, wait, wrong one. Tony Goldwyn was so hot. He's having a good year, man. He came back. He he had a resurrection. Um, Tony played Carl. And, and Whoopi Goldberg played Oda Mae Brown, Demi Moore, uh, Demi, whatever the fuck, however you s- spell it. Nobody says semi, they say semi. So isn't it Demi Moore? Whatever, pronunciations, up your dickhole. Um, so, I, so I walk out and I see Tony Goldwyn 
and I make Laura stand facing me so I can face him and we have a conversation. I'm like, yo, listen, Tony Goldwyn's over there and I'm about to go say something. She's like, please don't do that. And I was like, I normally don't do this, but you don't understand. Like I really got hot and heavy watching Scandal because him and Kerry Washington have chemistry that's just off the charts. Chemistry like I haven't seen in a long time on a TV show. If you haven't watched Scandal on NBC, fucking watch it. It's a great show. Um, I love it. There's a female lead, a powerful female lead, a successful woman. Go Hollywood. Uh, Carrie Washington and Tony Goldwyn have palpable chemistry. Please watch. So I'm standing there talking to Laura. I'm like, yo, I really want to talk to him. She's like, please don't do that. And I was like, listen, I'm not one of those people. You don't understand. I'm lonely a lot. And I watch Scandal and it makes me feel like Fitz could be my boyfriend. She's like, that's not Fitz. That's Goldie. That's Goldie. That's Tony Goldwyn, a totally different person. He's just portraying a character. And I'm like, yeah, but I think he might be in love with me. And she's like, you're crazy. So Laura wouldn't let me talk to him. Um, so I couldn't say hello. If you're listening to this, Tony Goldwyn, um, big fan. Okay. Big fan. Just wanted to say hello and maybe get a selfie with you. Shameless selfie. Um, so whatever. I don't give a shit. Okay, guys. I also went to a Dodgers game. I went to the Dodgers game on Friday. Dodgers and Mets. Playoffs. 55,000 people. I've never been to the Dodgers stadium before. My cousin Naomi and her husband Andrew came and stayed with me. We all went to the game. And it was... It took like almost two hours to fucking get to Dodger Stadium at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course. And then we get there, and there's 55,000 cars in the parking lot. And I'm just thinking, oh, God, this is going to take forever to get home. I'm thinking about Carlin because I'm like, he's going to shit in his crate. This is going to be an eight-hour day. And all in all, it ended up being like an eight-and-a-half-hour day to go see this game. And, like, I, I said that I'm not into sports. I, I played sports in high school. I fucking love sports. Watching them is a whole other thing. But I will say baseball is kind of delightful. I was really looking forward to like stuff in my face. So we get there and there's just cars everywhere. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were there. 55,000 fucking people. And then all I wanted, all I could think about was a Dodger dog. I just wanted a fucking Dodger dog. I, one of my favorite junk foods is hot dogs. I will punch a baby in the shin bone for a hot dog. It's just, I don't, it's so bad for you, but it's one of my favorite junk foods. So my cousin, Andrew, like, he's more excited about the game. He's like, yo, let's go get our seats. I'm like, yo, let's get a hot dog, son. Are you crazy? Get our seats. Our seats will be there. I'm smelling all this delicious mystery meat juices in the air. Yo, let me get my Dodger dog. So I go up, and there's, like, four different options. You know, it's L.A. They have, like, a not dog, a veggie dog. My cousin got her veggie dog because she's adorable. And I got a Brooklyn Dodger dog. And I don't know what it made, what made it a Brooklyn Dodger dog. I just, you know, I lived in Brooklyn for a long time. And, and I'm from the East Coast, per se, Syracuse. But I lived in New York City for almost 10 years. So I, I consider myself a half East Coaster. I was like, yo, let me get a Brooklyn dog. So I guess what makes it a Brooklyn dog is that it's longer than the hot dog bun. It's like a foot long hot dog. Can somebody fucking make foot-long hot dog buns? I'm just some asshole that has to eat extra meat with no bun attached? What kind of business are we running here, people? Okay, they made flat-screen TVs for a reason. They're more functional and they're better, and they improve your life. Extend the hot dog bun, you son of a bitch, so I don't look like some sort of homeless person that can't afford bread. I need, I need more hot dog bun, Okay. But it was really cute. The game was adorable. Chris Frangiola was there. I knew he'd be there. He's a huge Mets fan. And he was there chilling. And we were texting. It was too many people for us to get together and try and make it work. But we texted. I was like, "You are you here, man? He's like, you know it. He probably had a heart on the whole game. He, he loves the Mets so much. Um, and it just it was hilarious because, like, y- there's so many different people that go to these games and the one thing I noticed that when you're watching the field I don't know if this is why they don't have this they have two screens up on the field but the screens show the stats of the game this the the players profiles and it does like you know little videos in like interstitial videos in between the plays but it doesn't show the game you can only watch the game by looking at the field and I think that's really interesting I wonder if it's like a purposeful 
tactic to make people actually watch what's going on in the field. I don't know. I, I, it kind of felt so old school and I loved it. I was like, th this is kind of cool that we actually have to watch a really like a real live game. And then I was just watching the field and realizing how delicious all the baseball players asses were. Holy shit. I mean, goddamn, Hamhock Central, just backside for days. I just kept yelling out, just yelling out, just going crazy. I just, I just burped. I'm sorry. Oh, there's another one. The baseball player booty is real. I thought football player booty was something, but this is like on another level. And I've always been like an ass woman. I just like a, I just like a man to have a meat on his body, you know. So in case there, there's an apocalypse, I know I'll survive for a while. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, so it, I just was into the ass, and it was just funny because before I realized how great their asses were, like just across the board, baseball player booty is a thing. I'm seeing all these girls, and they're all dressed up, like they got high heels on at a baseball game. Like, slow your roll, please, chillax. And all these girls just got full makeup on. Some girls had, like, I know they had hair tracks in. Some girls had clip-ins, extensions, eyelashes, like, done up to the nines. Here I am stuffing my face with a hot dog. I've got relish all over my cheeks. I don't even give a fuck. And I'm like, why are these girls, like, dressing like they're going out on a Friday? And then I sit down, and I see the p baseball player booty, and I'm like, sit down, hater. This is why. Okay? Put a bib on. Mama has arrived. Sir, please serve me that booty, that baseball player booty. Ooh, ah, oh, I just thought of my solution. The hot dog bun is that short because you sit down and you realize you got that baseball player bun and you don't need any extra bun. That's what it is. Oh, shit, that's delicious, man. That's so good. I want some of that baseball player booty. Oh, now I want another hot dog. I really do. I'm so hungry for a hot dog. Fuck. I can't have two in one week, man. That's just gross. I got to keep my life together. I really got to stay on track here. And the other thing that was weird, I guess because it was a playoff game, people would just get to first base and people would stand up and erupt out of their seats like a home run had hit. It felt like Catholic mass. Standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. Everyone's yelling. Someone was crying. There were men in robes. <laughs> A lot of men just walking around in random robes. Some guy had like a Mets poncho on. Jesus, calm down, buddy. Looked like he never picked up a athletic item in his life. Son of a bitch. I'm on a tear today, huh, guys? I'm on a real tear. What's the moon phase? What moon phase do we have tonight? You guys don't believe in that shit? It's real. Women are connected to the moon. Our periods are literally attached to the moon phases i've got this new moon app it's called deluxe moon and it lets you know what phase the moon is in but my fucking cell phone doesn't want to work it's a waxing crescent that's the moon phase we have tonight a waxing crescent that sounds like something you do to your vagina <laughs> oh my god what a mess man I just, I don't know, I don't know what to do with my life. I really don't. I'm really upset that my Jimmy Fallon audition got postponed because somebody had to get shot in the neck. I'm just kidding. That's horrible. RIP to the guy who got shot. I really want to know what happened. I'm sure some details w will evolve in the next few days and we'll find out why the shooter rolled up so ballsy on a group full of people and it's not dimly lit over there. Over by the the comedy store, it's pretty well lit. It's on Sunset Boulevard. So it, it, even though it was 12, you know, even though it was almost 1 o'clock in the morning, it, there's still a lot of action around there. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to do an update. You guys should keep, keep uh, look, looking into this story. There's so much other shit that happens every day. So much more worse shit. But I really just want to know, you know, that just doesn't happen in front of comedy clubs. I wonder if that's like the first time that's ever happened there. That's, that's crazy. It's just crazy. But hey, we'll see when my Jimmy Fallon audition happens again. And all of you guys are invited. Um, I can recommend a couple movies this week. I watched Dark Was the Night on Netflix. 
which I think is a Netflix. I don't think it came in the movie theater. Um, it, it's with that God. The actor is so hot. He pl- usually plays like Neanderthal actors, uh, Neanderthal roles. Kevin Durand. Oh my God, he's like a big Norwegian Nordic god. Big son of a bitch. Big son of a bitch. Dark was the night. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be honest with you. This movie had me the whole way through, and it entertained me. And there was just one part of it that kind of annoyed me a little bit. But I'd give it I'd give it a seven point five out of ten. If you took away the ending, maybe like an eight point five. But his he's he's a really good actor in it. It was surprisingly good. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then I started to watch. There's a new series on Netflix called I Zombie and it's a it's a TV show about a chick who turns into a zombie but she can kind of live and exist in a norm semi-normal existence and she becomes um a mortician not a mortician I'm sorry a um uh wh- what do you call it the people who fucking who uh, who who do autopsies what the hell are they called why can't I think it's like a, it's a it's a it's a doctor of the dead, right? The fuck? Let me go back to Google. Who does autopsies? My brain is fried. Let's see. God, how do you, how do you wake up and and go, "You know what I want to do with my life? I want to I want to open up dead people and see why they died." I mean, thank God those people exist. Cor- I think coroner, county coroner, bam, coroner. I just can't, I want to interview a coroner. I'm adding that to the list. So a dad with a 15-year-old and a 30-year-old and a coroner, I want to know why you wake up and want to cut into people and see why they died and what your childhood was like. I want to know the answer to those two questions. <laughs> so it's about a, a zombie chick who becomes a coroner. And I'm not going to give it away. It's pretty interesting and it's, it's good. I actually liked it. It's it's a it's a fun one. And then the other movie I watched that I was so excited about Tremors Five on Netflix with one of the original actors. Um, he was the uh, C- Kevin Bacon was the main actor, and then this guy was like co-star. Uh, I'm gonna get his name, Michael Gross. Yep. Bam. Michael Gross, Jamie Kennedy. It's called Tremors 5. I think Bloodlines. Yep, it's called Tremors 5. Bloodlines is on Netflix. It is fun. It's a creature feature. If you haven't seen the original, you have to see the original. It's with Kevin Bacon and and this dude, um, uh, Michael Gross. You have to see the original. It's so fucking good. It's kind of campy, but it knows it's campy. It's not trying to be serious. It's just one of my favorite creature features of all time. So Tremors 5 is on Netflix. It's a fun one. Really enjoyed it. Um, I am in Pittsburgh this weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Improv. I'm at the DC Improv next weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I hope you guys come out. You have to support me so my dog doesn't die early. Um, I'm going to give another shout out to my girl Jacqueline Young. She's one of my friends, one of my fans that has turned into my friends. She's battling a disease that doesn't have a cure right now. Superior mesentric artery syndrome. I remember that off my own. Um, And it's a debilitating disease sometimes. It's tough to live with. This girl's fighting the good fight, keeping her positivity, staying really brave and beautiful. Shout out to Jacqueline Young. Follow her on Instagram. That's my boo thing. Um, shout out to my mom and my dad for fucking and making me, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my sister for having a baby. Not yet. She's pregnant, but she's on her way to having a baby. Thank you. I can't wait. And now I don't have to worry about making a a little muffin for mom. You'll satisfy her need to be a grandmother. So I'm just, it's just going to be dogs and llamas for me here on out. Bam. I'll just chase Stamos for the rest of my life. Raise a cup of alpaca in my backyard have a whole wolf pack, I'll be fucking fine. I love you guys, okay? Keep the dream alive. What year it is? Did you fall down, hit your head, and think you woke up in the 1950s? 
or the 1890s? Should we call for a doctor? Because I simply cannot believe that in the year 2015, the United States Senate would be spending its time trying to defund women's health care centers. You know, on second thought, maybe I shouldn't be that surprised. The Republicans have had a plan for years to strip away women's rights to make choices over our own bodies. Just look at the recent facts. In 2013, Republicans threatened to shut down the government unless they could change the law to let employers deny women access to birth control. In March of this year, Republicans held up a non-controversial bipartisan bill to stop human trafficking. Why? Because they demanded new anti-abortion restrictions to cover private funding meant to help the victims of human trafficking. In June, House Republicans passed a budget eliminating funding for the Title X Family Planning Program, the only federal grant program that provides birth control, HIV tests, STD screening, and other preventive services for poor and uninsured people. Over the past few years, Republicans have voted to repeal the Affordable Care Act more than 50 times, including the portions that require insurers to cover contraception. And let's be clear, it's not just Congress. Over the past five years, Republican state legislators have passed nearly 300 new restrictions on abortion access. This year alone, Republican state legislators have passed more than 50 new restrictions on women's access to legal health care. So Mr. President, Madam President, let's be really clear about something. The Republican scheme to defund Planned Parenthood is not some sort of surprised response to a highly edited video. Nope, the Republican vote to defund Planned Parenthood is just one more piece of a deliberate, methodical, orchestrated right-wing attack on women's rights. And I'm sick and tired of it. Women everywhere are sick and tired of it. The American people are sick and tired of it. Scheduling this vote during the week of a big Fox News presidential primary debate, days before candidates take trips to Iowa or New Hampshire, isn't just some clever gimmick. This is an all-out effort to build support to take away a woman's right to control her own body and access to medical care she may need. Now, this affects all of us. Whatever your age, wherever you live, I guarantee that you know someone who has used Planned Parenthood health centers. No one may mention it at Thanksgiving dinner or post it on Facebook for the whole world to know, but just look at the facts. One in five women in America is a Planned Parenthood patient at least once in her life. Every single year, nearly 2.7 million women and men show up for help at Planned Parenthood. Why do so many people use Planned Parenthood? Because they're nonprofit and they're open. More than half of Planned Parenthood centers are located in areas without ready access to health care. You know, women who can't get appointments anywhere else go to Planned Parenthood for pap tests and cancer screening. Couples go to Planned Parenthood for STD treatments or pregnancy tests. Young people go to Planned Parenthood for birth control. And yes, 3% of patients visit Planned Parenthood for a safe and legal abortion with a doctor who will show compassion and care for a woman who is making one of the most difficult decisions of her entire life. But just to be clear, even though the abortions performed at Planned Parenthood are safe and legal, the federal government is not paying for any of them, not one dime. For almost 40 years, the federal government has prohibited federal funding for abortions, except in the case of rape, incest, or life endangerment. 
Most of the money Planned Parenthood receives from the government comes in the form of Medicaid patients for medical care provided to low-income patients, the same payments that any other doctor or clinic receives for providing cancer screenings or other medical exams. The rest of Planned Parenthood's federal funding comes from Title X that provides birth control to low-income and uninsured people, the same program the House Republicans voted to cut in June. The government doesn't fund abortions, period. A vote today to defund Planned Parenthood is not a vote to defund abortions. It's a vote to defund cancer screenings and birth control and basic health care for millions of women. I want to say to my Republican colleagues, the year is 2015 not 1955 and not 1895. Women have lived through a world where backward-looking ideologues tried to interfere with the basic health decisions made by a woman and her doctor, and we are not going back, not now, not ever. The Republican plan to defund Planned Parenthood is a Republican plan to defund women's health care. For my daughter, for my granddaughters, for people all across Massachusetts and all across this country, I stand with Planned Parenthood, and I hope my colleagues will do the same. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.